So rumor on the street is you're getting some new wheels. Uh, the rumor on the street, maybe the rumor in our hallways. Uh, I have <laughs> ordered is... a new car. It's a Ford. And here's my fear. I ordered it because I said what I wanted. So they had to order it from the factory. But the Ford companies have been manufacturing ventilators. So I might end up getting a ventilator. <laughs> well, <laughs> it could come in handy. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Herb. It's good to be with you. As Hello, everybody. We get ready for the end of June, the last weekend of June. Gosh, that's hard to believe. I, Although I do feel like most weeks we say, gosh, that's hard to believe. Hey, you know what? You're entering a new era of your life. I am? Yes. As, the, as you get older, time goes faster. Time goes by. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad's older sister and so it was like a great aunt although she's really an aunt but she was much older yeah and she said to me one time the older you get the faster time goes and of course to a little kid time always goes slow sure especially when you're waiting for something but i i think it's two reasons one is you're so busy about things that time just keeps the days tumble into each other mm -hmm. the other thing is if you're waiting for a week or a month uh, a month to a, a five-year-old or a four-year-old is a big percent of their life. Sure. A month to an 80-year-old is a rather small percent of their life. No offense to any of the 80-year-olds that are listening. I'm just saying it's a smaller percent of your life because you've had many months, you're just, ma many full, full moons. You're just, you're just giving data. I'm being very philosophical. I'm not <laughs> judging. I'm just saying. It's so deep. Hey, um... Well, I always feel like the first half of summer from Memorial to the 4th of July, you know, that always feels like, oh, we're getting into summer, but we still have so much to go. And then 4th of July hits and then it just like zooms. Zoom. Okay. And that's the word of the year this year. <laughs> Should have bought stock in Zoom. Zoom. Anyway, so I am excited because we are um, not, not just into the end of June, yeah. but that we are getting into the real core of Matthew's gospel. Now, that's a, a segue saying, I want to talk about the gospel for this week. But we weren't ready to talk about the gospel for but this week. I, I'm excited because we, <laughs> we are. We started back into Matthew last week with chapter 10. Sure. And this week we are still in chapter 10. 10. I didn't look. Yeah. I, did, I mean, I have the reading in front of me. Hey, uh, before we get there, though, some things happening here at the parish in the coming weeks. This week we have our first of the First Communion celebrations. Yeah, that's actually on Wednesday evening. So by the time you listen to this, it will have passed. Done but, it over with. Wow, that was easy. But, I barely remember it. Well, let me tell you, it's very exciting for me. Normally, First Holy Communion in most parishes, including ours, is the very first weekend of May. And although many times we've done it at various Sunday Masses, the last year or two we did a special Mass on a Sunday afternoon yep. because the crowd is big and we can't fit them into other masses. This year, of course, we were not able to do it at the beginning of May, and as we looked ahead, we still didn't want to have like a big crowd that would have overflow crowds in the church, so we broke it into four options mm -hmm. throughout the summer, and that also allowed parents to decide what would fit best for them. So there's one this week, uh, June 24th. Mm -hmm. There's one early in July. There's one towards the end of July, and one in August. So par parents chose which one to attend, a limit of 15 children, and each 
family is limited to seven persons. So seven times 15 is? 105. Very good. I was listening. Yeah, we, d we did that math work the other day, yeah. just to be safe. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be uh, a good attendance. You're going to feel like you're really gathering, but it's not going to be an overwhelming experience. We still ask people to wear a mask, and we still keep the, the healthy space, the distance between people. I, I often tell people, if, if you're with people from your very own household, that is your mom and dad, yes, you sit together. Sure. If it's people from other households, you have to decide, you know, if it's if it's somebody like your your brother stops over every day and literally is part of your family, even if he lives somewhere else, that's that's a that's a household. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it should be a really nice way to celebrate over the the summer with the children and their families. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, and the first one is, as I said, on June 24th. And you know what June 24th is? It's the day after June 23rd. Very good. Yes. Uh, liturgically, it is the, oh, the birth of, of John, John the, the Baptist. Baptist. Yes. And think about it. Think about it. When, when Mary was told by Angel Gabriel that she was going to conceive, mm -hmm. the angel said, oh, by the way, your cousin Elizabeth is also having a child, and she is in her sixth month. So consequently, we celebrate the birth of John six months before Christmas. So tomorrow is actually six months till Christmas Eve. And the day that they hear this podcast on the 25th will be... It will be six months till Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. You wanted to be the first one to wish them. <laughs> now can we go into the gospel? Well, can I say one more thing? <laughs> okay. We have another mini retreat coming next week. Yeah, now that's exciting. That <laughs> You seem surprised that I brought up something worth talking about. <laughs> so yeah, next week we have our second of the summer mini retreats. Uh, Paul is doing this one, and uh, we're calling it... He's calling it Confessions of a Bearded White Guy. I think that's a great title. I have no idea what his content is, but it's a great title. Yeah, I think it'll it'll be it'll be good and um, very appropriate to our current uh, situation here in the United States. And I, I do have to tell you, coming up with the material because I did the first series was uh, a lot of work, but sheer fun. It was I enjoyed uh, putting it together. Sure. Oh, good. I'm glad. I always want you to have fun. I so do. that'll be out Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday of next week, so be sure to watch for that. Now, Father. Do you want to go into the gospel for this week? Let's go to the gospel. Okay, I'm going to do the first half, and you get to read the second half. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is chapter 10, verses 37 to 42, so it's not very long. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up a cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because the little one is a disciple, amen I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. 
praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Do you think he might have been just trying to set a record for how many times he could say whoever? Well, actually, I don't think so because he did not speak English. Uh, <laughs> but the the whole concept here is what you do to someone else, you're doing in a grander scheme. It's... it's um, a preview, let me use the word preview, mm-hmm. chapter 10, preview of chapter 25 of Matthew's Gospel, 2531, which you know so well, the famous last judgment scene where Jesus separates the sheep from the goats and says, I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And sure. they say, when did we see you hungry or see you thirsty or when did we see you a stranger? Sure. Whenever you did to the least of these, you did to me. Mm-hmm. It's that same thing. And of course, the negative. Uh, I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. So Jesus is basically saying there are big repercussions of what we do. And when we we do something for a small person, we do it for Jesus. Mm-hmm. We do it, there's a bigger scheme. I, I think of the, the ripples in the, the pond. If you take a stone, and I did this a lot of times when I was a kid, because we'd always go down to the creek, which we called the crick. Sure. We'd go down to the crick. Yeah, why was it? Why? Why do you? That's just what you do. Colloquially, kids do that. It's, <laughs> it's part of the jargon. You, you don't go to the creek. That sounded so formal. So you went to the crick. Actually, you, it's, actually, it's officially on the maps. It's called a river. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you wash your clothes in the crick? You know, we probably did wash back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, we just did this last week, actually, with the, the girls. They were throwing stones into the river. Into the river, okay. Not the now, crick. It was, now, it's but the river. we used to, now, my brother, uh, Ken, used to love to s- skip stones, and he'd try to see, you, you'd have to get a flat stone, sure. and you'd throw it side, side-armed, right? and it would see how many times it would skip over the top of the water. I'm never, I've never been good at skipping. I only, well, stones. I can skip with my legs. Okay, I could only do, if I was lucky, maybe four, maybe five. That's pretty good. But he could do up to maybe ten. Wow. He, he, was, he was quite good. He had a good, strong sidearm. <laughs> and you had to be very careful of the right stone because if you, you wanted a flat stone. Yeah. But if you got a piece of shale or something and you did it, mm-hmm. it is also very sharp. And if, as you hold it in your hands, it could cut your, slice your finger, this, which I never did to myself, but I saw that happen. I think that's why I held back. I, that's you were so intelligent. You're right. right. I was scared. <laughs> this is why I stayed inside and played the piano. Okay, so that, that was one thing, is to skip stones. The other one, and younger kids do this, they just throw the stones. You just plop them in. Yeah, They're and make as big of a splash as you can. It's just fun. You throw them in, and then as you get a little bit older, then you compete because you, you discover ripples that's coming out from the center, Yeah, and you start to count them. Oh, I've never counted them. Well, see if your girls reach that point. Okay. And I feel like there's a lot of competition amongst you and your siblings. Oh, of course. There's lots of competition in a big family. But we were, we took great pride in being more competitive than other people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad that competitive. And that's totally out of our system now. None of us are competitive. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. So, uh, so we would throw the stones in and count them. But I, lo- I have found that to be kind of a metaphor for so many things. 
Because if you really throw a stone in, mm-hmm. and maybe you can count the ripples two and three and four and maybe up to seven, ten times, but they get farther apart and more and more mild where you hardly can see them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is the water is never the same again. That you've permanently changed it. You have permanently changed it. Uh, even a large body of water. Mm-hmm. The molecules are bouncing up against each other and everything's different. Sure. So... Jesus is basically saying what we do, even I love that when he ever uses the phrase, one of these little ones, Mm -hmm. and he's not just talking about little children. He's also talking about uh, voiceless people, the the quote unquote unimportant people, the ones on the fringes. And we still have little people around. Right. And um, he's just saying what you do for them. And I love, especially during the middle of summer, when you say, give a drink of water and uh, it doesn't say a drink of cold water with ice, but it says uh, 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 give them a drink. It does say a cup of cold water, but does, no, no ice. It does not. Oh yeah. It does say cold water, but it doesn't say ice. Okay. He doesn't it do, say it does lemonade. Say, it doesn't say sparkling water. He doesn't say la, la, la croix. La croix. <laughs> uh, but you know, I took a long walk Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon was hot, but not super hot. And I took a long walk and came back to my patio after about, it was maybe just a little over an hour. Mm -hmm. And I, along the way, uh, if I had run into like a um, a vendor, in fact, I heard an ice ice cream truck in one of the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. I could hear the the calliope. What what I don't know that melody they play. You know. Oh. Oh, well, it depends on the ice cream truck. A yeah. lot of times they play like peanut the song from Peanuts or they play What's the song from Peanuts? The like the um oh, sing sing it. Da, 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 da. No, that's the re- that's not the peanut. That's not the peanut. I'm thinking the the Christmas song that they always play, the piano song. I've heard ice cream trucks play that. Okay. Sometimes they play the entertainer. That's what I was just saying. Oh, yeah, that uh Scott Joplin. Yes. Okay, this was not that. I would have known that one. But anyway, I could hear it, and it was a couple blocks away. And I was tempted to go over there and see if I could find it because I was, I was, I was hot. Yeah, I was thirsty more than than wanting ice cream. Sure, but ice cream could have held me over. Ice cream can make everything. Better. But when I g- did get home, I went into my house. I went to the refrigerator, poured a, a glass of iced tea because I like to have iced tea at, at home. Yeah, uh, on ice. And sat on the patio and just kind of like restored. Sure. So uh, this this image here, whoever gives only a cup of ice, iced tea, <laughs> cold, cold water to one of these little ones this to is drink. This the Herb Weber Because the little one is a disciple, will surely not lose his reward. But here's, here's the thing about all these. You help out a prophet, you get the prophet's reward. You help a man, you get the a righteous man, you get the righteous man's reward. Mm-hmm. What is a prophet's reward? I have no idea. Well, think about it. Well, the reward of eternal life. Well, that's part of it. They were righteous people. They were they received uh, God's uh, support, mm-hmm. but most of them were sort of hated in this world. Sure, <laughs> sure. And uh, you know. Some of them, like John the Baptist, got killed. Yeah. So uh, is it a little tongue-in-cheek? But basically, Jesus is saying, 
whenever you reach out to someone else, you are now aligning yourself with that person. So if you, you reach out to a, a poor person, you're aligning self, yourself with the poor person. I knew a woman and she was wealthy and she, her, I don't think she had an outside of the house job, but she was very, very good at volunteering and helping. And one of the things that she chose to do is she would help people uh, get uh, welfare. You know, if they want, needed to apply, and the application process, I don't know how it is now, but the application process was a killer at that time. Mm -hmm. And many times uh, the agencies would only take so many a day. So she would go in with the person and she'd sit there in the waiting room and wait and wait, and sometimes they'd wait all day and then someone come out and say, sorry, we've reached our quota for the day. Hmm. So they'd have to come back again. So even though she was well-to-do, she aligned herself with the poor. And I really think that is a hard thing to do. Now, you can always be criticized, as social workers sometimes are. Well, you, you do this good thing during the day, but then you go home to the comfort of your own house at night. Yeah. But try spending a whole day just waiting for something that doesn't materialize. You know, when I was looking and you were reading the beginning of this gospel, the whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Um, to me, it's almost as if Jesus is saying, you cannot separate me from the people that you love, that, that I am in them and they are in me, that we are united. Um, and, you know, talking about this image of water, it reminds me, we took a family fun day on Friday to chase the Maumee River from Waterville uh, to downtown Toledo, out to Maumee Bay, and then uh, out into Lake Erie. So we took a whole day to kind of, to follow the river along. So you, you floated down the river? No, no, we got in the car and we drove, but we went. You, you drove along the river? We did, yeah. So we went uh, from our house to uh, Middle Grounds Metro Park in downtown Toledo. Yeah. Which is a really cool park if you've never been there. Is that the one they're still developing or just recently? Have? That one just opened, I would say, in the yeah. last couple of years. It's, yeah. It's okay. pretty much finished I, I, now. I know what you're referring to. It's right underneath the Anthony Wayne Bridge. And then um, we went out to Maumee Bay and had lunch out there. And then for Maumee Bay, we actually, for the first time, we went to, the, um, to Maggie Marsh because I had never been there before, and I know that's one of your favorite places. And then we went out to Marblehead to the lighthouse. You went that far out? Yeah. It was a cool day, but what I was joking with the kids is, you know, we're going to see if we can find any of the water out in the lake that we saw in our backyard. You know, watch for the water. Cause it well, see, when I was a kid, we would have thrown a log in or something that was distinctly covered, colored so that we could keep spotting the same log. Now that would have been smart. See, this is why I need you around. Yeah, I grew up, so, I grew up next to the creek. <laughs> the creek. The creek. The creek. <laughs> uh, but I, what I think about is that, you know, as the river flows into the bay and the bay out into the lake, that you talk about the water never being the same. It's both bodies of water are completely united with one another in the same way that we are united completely with Jesus, either through... But, but, but here's my fear. I think the fear is people make a separation. Uh, it's like I can or cannot choose to be religious, but then I might try to also be a very good family person. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is you can't really separate them. 
a religious person is actually a strong family person, but a fam a good family person should also have the spirituality connected. Sure. So they're not really separate. I remember when I was a kid, I was very attracted to spiritual life and prayer life and the church. And I don't know that I consciously used these words, but I remember thinking that I did not want to do it as a hobby. I wanted it to do it as the core of my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I chose to, to enter the seminary. So you Googled and, religous careers. Right, and, yeah. <laughs> back, back in 1959, you don't do that. And it said priest. Priest. Well, but, you know, it was not like I was being critical of someone else who chose to be a teacher or whatever profession, a farmer, and was also very prayerful. But I could not see the integration of the two. For me, I didn't, as I said, I did not want to be spiritual as a hobby. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be the main core of my life. And I think Jesus is referring to that too, that um, I don't think, you know, like you don't literally turn your back on your spouse uh, to be prayerful. You don't, um, you don't leave, hate your parents when you go to the seminary. Sure. Uh, and it does, by the way, this passage does not say hate. It just says, do you love Jesus more? I, th I, love, I love the word integration because I think that in some ways is the thesis of what Jesus is trying to say here, that we integrate every day and our spiritual life so that they are one and the same. And I've seen so many people do it really well. There was an uh, Instagram story that we shared yesterday that simply just said, live Monday like it's Sunday. Live your Monday like it's Sunday. But that could go on to say, live your Tuesday like it's Sunday, live your Wednesday like it's Sunday, that we don't just compartmentalize our church mindset or our spirituality for one hour, one day of the week. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to live my Tuesday like it's Sunday, but I'm going to take Friday off, so I'm not going to live Friday like it's Sunday. So. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to chase the river. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the 23 Podcast. We'll be back next week with fireworks and father herb will be dressed up like uncle sam uh not likely but anyway it's good to talk to everybody take care bye <laughs>